When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that's canonically gay. Boy, howdy. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... Do you, I don't know why I sort of want to do a theme song that wasn't a D&D theme song. Dun, 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 it's a sports <laughs> intro for a D&D theme show. Well, we're redoing D&D. Yeah, we're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, which is our first installment of what we're calling Redo-cember. Yes. <laughs> uh, not too long ago in our Facebook group, we did a poll and asked everybody, hey, if we were to revisit some topics, which ones would you want us to look at first? And uh, then we committed to doing them within the next year. Uh, we did first dates already over uh, Yakima Pride, but yeah. the others that are close to the top were Dungeons and Dragons. Nope. And wait, no? was that at the top? This is we're doing this because it was re- requested by Zachary Cochran, um, which is also oh. uh, I don't know where it fell in the vote, but that was not one of the three. But yeah, but there were other two that people voted on. Great. Oh, yeah. Butt plugs and gay dads. Anyway, yeah. Zachary uh, requested this for being a, a gap bridger. And then it, that fit in with uh, with the whole theme. Back when we did D&D, we actually didn't talk about D&D too much. We like talked to our D&D group. Um, yeah, it was a but, bit we did for a whole hour. <laughs> and y'all loved it. I don't know if you did. It was like episode seven. So <laughs> it was like episode nine or something. Like it's super yeah. as early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but the, it, <laughs> partially because of the request of, uh, D and D and then <laughs> because of the vote and because we were procrastinating procrastinators, <laughs> it yeah. works out that December is going to be, uh, an, a month of, of merry redos. Enjoy redo-cember everybody, which is a fucking Danism. That's he, yeah. he invented that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so send him your hate mail. No, I mean, <laughs> I think it's adorable. I love a good yeah. pun. Yeah. Um, yeah, which we have a, a vote. Well, it will not have ended, uh, but one of the, the vote that we're doing for the Gap Bridger poll uh, this month are topics we have submitted and voted on and have not won the poll in the past. So every everything is in some way uh, a redo semper. So yeah, yeah, and I can't turn on the on the time cave because we're we're remote today. We're remote today because I I've been under the weather. Thank you for for letting me kick you out of my house i guess i don't know <laughs> i wasn't sure metaphorically sure. Yeah. <laughs> um so first 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 off uh-huh. uh at a certain level of patreon if you send in a hundred words i will say them it doesn't <laughs> matter what they are and uh we have a hundred words this week comes to us from kevin henderson and yes i'm going to read the beginning of the email kyle fucking deal with it it's you're not reading the hundred words you're reading the email and a hundred words it just it's not and actually i have no opinions about it i just bring it up every single time for no reason and he was over over a hundred words but i'm gonna let him i'm giving them those last six for free yeah no because if you want to go over it you say here are my hundred words and you contain it within an email that's more than a hundred words so then you just read the full thing no matter how many words it is what does the word count matter i'm i'm muting i'm danning how many how many how many hundred words did you just go with oh man okay here we go forgot i had a hundred words until i recently heard about putting something in mike's mouth i could have said so much more but here are my 106 words 
also attached as a word file. I found Gayish at episode five, and I think I remember recordings in the library. At the time, I was in a toxic relationship with a much younger guy. I listened to Gayish every Sunday during my 75 com- my 75 minute commute to preach, and I loved you guys. What I heard entertained me and gave me strength to end that relationship and to be happily single. A year ago, I remet a guy I had last seen 10 years and 900 miles ago, now living nearby. 25 years after meeting his friends, we're living gayishly and planning the future. I think we need a gayish toast at our wedding. Peace, Kevin. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. That's so giving us a lot of credit. I appreciate that. But that's so sweet about kind of where he's at. And yeah, he's and, and I, I'm, I'm inviting all three of us to his wedding. <laughs> oh boy i'm really busy for the next I, when are you getting Forever? married five years ten years <laughs> you really just wrapped up and you know is there an open bar <laughs> someone's gonna oh. be open that night or a back room <laughs> uh let us know kevin thank you that was very sweet yeah I'm going to say one more thing in the news that I think is very important. And that is you let us know recently that our new, we have a new top episode. Yeah. Yeah. Our number one episode for a long, long time because y'all are horny bastards has been jerking off. But this week, I think uh, this month, certainly it has now been topped (laughs) by bottoms. Bottoms. (laughs) So bottoms, you've reached the top finally. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> um, not that you need a top to validate who you are. Okay. Uh, <laughs> news? Let's do the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 All right. News the first. So, hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. I don't know if you noticed, but the gays have been very, very sad this week. There, there was a, a monumental death that we absolutely have to talk about. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to do our due diligence and cover that right now. Uh, pioneering gay porn filmmaker Wakefield pool is dead at 85 <laughs> this week. Um, <laughs> he, true? yes, he revolutionized gay erotic films <laughs> and has died at the age of 85. Who could we find to sing a beautiful song about him? <laughs> Maybe like write a beautiful the- theatrical production dedicated to his life. Let's find the best person. Yeah, he, he 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 went into the woods and died. No, um, oh, no. <laughs> uh, he died October twenty seventh, but his death was not reported widely until the New York Times published an obituary this last weekend. Uh, he was originally a dancer and made Boys in the Sand, which was a take on uh, Boys in the Band, and uh, just yeah, yeah, he. He went to Fire Island and f- and fo- followed star Casey Donovan through a variety of sexual encounters. <laughs> and um, a- apparently it was a really big deal and it came out in the early 70s. So I had no idea. Um, yeah, apparently he's a big deal in the porn industry and uh, lots of people are, are, are sad about, uh, about him dying. Also, Stephen Sondheim died. Great. News the second. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me, theater queens. No, we, 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 we should absolutely say that, that, that Stephen Sondheim, who is by some accounts the person that reinvented the American musical, at, like the Broadway as it exists today, we have uh, so much uh, we owe to him for making it 
a thing. Um, uh, he also was gay. I like. I, I, I mean, you figured probably you know involved in Broadway <laughs> in any capacity whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, he he was he was indeed uh, gay. Although he didn't come out until he was late. I think he was about forty when he came out. So he was canonically gay. He was canonically okay. gay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, he wrote the lyrics for West Side Story and Gypsy, then later became a composer and lyricist. Uh, he did a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Company, Follies, A Little Night Music, Sweeney Todd, Merrily We Roll Along, Sunday in the Park with George, and Into the Woods. Um, and just... We, we've lost a treasure and a, a gay treasure this this week um and lots of especially theater queens are very very sad and rightly so so yeah. steven thank you for everything he, he can't he's never gonna oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. oh, no 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 the trick i'm banging steven he's in the hallway over oh, here. <laughs> oh hey steven keep playing with yourself <laughs> mike's sick and needs a little something to keep him going this episode oh god all right <laughs> <sighs> next news yeah all right i don't know if, whether to call this news the second or news the third uh, but um <laughs> there's this adorable thing that happened um at a harry styles concert this this girl named mckinley mcconnell uh, uh ran up near the stage and held up a sign that said my mom is in section 201 help me come out so apparently uh harry styles stopped the concert went over and talked to her briefly before coming, running back across the stage to the microphone to say, Lisa, she's gay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how this girl came out to her mom at the Harry Styles concert. Um, Do you think that's real? Every, every, anytime like anyone random and adorable happens, then you like look into it and it turns out there's some shitty backstory or they're horrible people or like, you know, there's just going to be this like big, you know, think piece that comes out in the New Yorker about, you know, the, the tragic backstory of Lisa or something. I just, I, I don't think anything good ever happens without something tragic following. Well, there's, there is a TikTok of the moment and unless she's really good at CGI, it seems pretty fucking real to me Okay, or an excellent Harry Styles impersonator. We could also start that rumor if you want to. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, they were on Ellen which I wasn't going to mention that part because I thought we were canceling her. Um, but she said, quote, I had come out to my siblings a couple months ago, so I knew I wanted to come out to her. It's a very new, weird tradition at his shows that he started to help fans come out. And um, she didn't initially plan to come out during the concert, but explained it was a last minute decision. Um, hmm. Yeah. And uh, th- her mom said that she had initially been flooded with adrenaline and emotion at the moment. And she couldn't be prouder of her daughter for embracing her authentic self in such a beautiful way. I knew how she felt about this artist and to share such an intimate part of her life with an entire venue. I was very proud of her, Lisa said. I love her very much for doing that. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Yay, lesbians. Um, <laughs> uh, news the last. Great. Amy Schneider, who is making headlines for being an eight time jeopardy winner um debuted on the show uh she's trans i buried the lead she, uh she's she's trans and she is the first annual tournament of champions competitor uh that is trans 
And uh, she starred, started on the show on November 17th in the middle of Trans Awareness Week and has then since then gone on to win the game eight times, earning $295,000 for her stunning victories. Um, After and, taxes, you know, it's barely anything. Right. Damn, damn liberals. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Um, <laughs> she also sort of made made some some waves on trans twitter for wearing a uh a, a trans pride flag pin on oh, the cool. november 25th episode uh explaining her decision to wear that she wrote on twitter quote thanksgiving is a holiday that is all about family and that can be hard for anybody who has been ostracized or otherwise cut off from their family a group which sadly still includes a disproportionately high number of trans people especially trans youth and trans people of color so it felt like a good time to show my membership in and support of a community that might be having a hard time right now hmm. Man, straight people just do all their straight things, and a, a, a trans person wears a pin, and it's got to like, you know, justify it. To... Yeah, but that's awesome. That's she's the news. Very smart. It sounds like. Yeah, um, she's super duper smart. Well, speaking of the smart people, I want to tell you the following people that supported the best podcast on the internet. This one. Uh, thank you to Patreon members Chris Harbold, Chris with a K R I S, mm. uh, Mar- <laughs> Marcus Sanders, or sometimes when he's feeling fancy, Marcus Saunders, uh, Luke. Is he a colonel? <laughs> okay. Uh, Luke. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> I gave you what that deserved. Uh, <laughs> Luke. <laughs> Just Luke, uh, young Nicholas. Oh, we know that bitch, sort of. Yeah, uh, I was, that's why I was giving you the space needed to know that bit. Um, and <laughs> and Ricky Chavez. So thank you to all our Patreon members. If you want to join, if you want to, I don't know, get the episodes early, get some stuff, have some bonuses, be a part of an exclusive club of intelligent people. Go to Patreon.com/slash/GayishPodcast. Yeah, we're lining up a tour for 2022 now, apparently. So we we, we need the funds. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're trying to get something together. Details forthcoming. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, th- again, thank you to Zachary Cochran for requesting this. Um, do, do you want to chat about what we're doing first? The fun, fun extra oh. thing since we're talking about Patreon? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, so the Patreon segment this week is going to be you and fucking Dan and I and uh, some straight guy named Eric. Uh, we're going to play we're going to play Dungeons and Dragons with uh, Quiz Daddy Chris from the Wednesday game day episodes of Have a Nice Gay. He's going to be our, our dungeon master and we're going to all I'll play a, a pickup game. Yeah, so we'll have uh, a few episodes. Um, so g- give me a little bit of uh, patience if that comes out late, depending on just everything. But yeah, we will have uh, Chris wanted to do like not just a one shot, but like uh, a campaign. So I don't know exactly how it's going to last a few episodes or something, but those will uh, those will come out hopefully biweekly um, from here forward. And hopefully that'll be fun. Hopefully I'll like that. Uh yeah, I thought that'd be a fun way to do the bonus content for the D&D episode. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good D&D podcast? You all love it. I'll just <laughs> go ahead and say, and I have some suggestions too in my section, but do you want to start? Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to talk about the history of D&D, Kyle. Mm, 
what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so, so Dungeons and Dragons was originally put out by these two dudes, one of whom is named Gary Gygax, which I just, I just, it just, I just think of gagging every time I say <laughs> his name. The last name. guy that gaxed on me. <laughs> 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 um uh, G- gary gygax and dave armison or uh, arneson emison <laughs> the guy whose name you never remember arneson but you never remember because it's very un- like next to gary gygax which which motherfucker are you going to remember yeah i had no idea there was another dude right <laughs> exactly I, uh, yeah it was uh, first published in 1974 by a company called tsr tactical studies rules incorporated uh, it was bought by Wizards of the Coast in 1997, and uh, they've run it ever since. F- longtime fans of the franchise have sort of a love-hate relationship with Wizards of the Coast, but uh, a good local company here in Seattle, the Seattle area, Seattle region. Um, and it's it's really interesting to me that Dungeons & Dragons has become the cultural phenomenon that it was because when they were trying to get it off the ground, nobody would fucking buy it. Like hmm. they they had a hard time finding somebody that would be willing to publish this son of a bitch. And so they ended up just publishing it themselves. And then it, uh, they only had a budget of two thousand dollars <laughs> and they made a thousand copies of the game uh, that they sold all of them in the first year. And then they they sold three thousand in 1975 and then it just took off from there and went absolutely insane. But part of the reason that they couldn't find anybody to publish it is because of the nature of Dungeons and Dragons. Like if people don't know, it's a tabletop role playing game where you make a character and then you all sit down and then the dungeon master presents scenarios and then you say what your character wants to do. And then the dungeon master says, hey, roll these dice to figure out if you're successful at that or not. And it's it's collaborative storytelling more than it is a game. And all of these game publishers were like, what do you mean nobody wins? <laughs> Fuck that noise. We don't want that. Fuck it. Yeah. What do you mean? And, what do you mean? It's a story. Nobody wants that. Fuck it. Yeah. And, trying to explain to other people that um, don't know how you play and don't kind of understand the concept. I mean, same with me. Like before I played was like, like you just say stuff. And it's like, well, what are your options? It's like, okay, yeah, there, there's some mechanics behind it, but like mostly what are your options? do say something out loud and then that your character is going to do. And then your dungeon master will tell you if, if it works or not, or if you have to do anything to make it happen or whatever. Yep. And your character has things like abilities and spells or whatever shit they have. But like, yeah, no, you just sit around with your friends and I'll say what you're doing. Yep. Yep. It's like make believe. It's like, Hey, how can we make make believe? Okay. For adults to do. Cause we're not allowed to just do that anymore. We can't just like, play so we have to like create a a game to to help us make believe together yeah i mean take away the dice it's just improv and you know how people feel about that yeah the (laughs) no no (laughs) you're also not forcing anyone to watch you oh wait except join us for listening to us play (laughs) and please pay money for it fuck damn it mike Mm -hmm. Um, so early, early, early versions of the game were kind of problematic for a number of reasons. I remember pretty distinctly. Oh, like the, more on the personal side of stuff, like later in the show, I think. But um, I've I've had access to Dungeons and Dragons books since the mid 80s. Like my my dad's um, one of his fellow uh, Washington State patrolmen was was a was a was a fan and gave us uh 
a bunch of books and dice and stuff. And it was all like first edition stuff, as I recall. And uh, um, anyway, I remember there being like rules for like determining if your character is disabled or not. Like it, like here's the dice that you roll to figure that out. Or like mm-hmm. if you're injured in battle, like there was a whole table of stuff that you could roll to figure out like whether there was anything like to make you less than able-bodied as a result of, of what happened. And uh, very problematic. They've gotten rid of that. They've tried to clean their act up over 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 the, the years and be, be sensitive to, you know, changing political climate or whatever. So the game uh, got successful in the 80s. And then that's actually when Gary Gygax, um, there was sort of like a hostile takeover situation and he ended up, going to court and then he just sold the company. He sold his part of the company in 1985. So even though he's still this like name that's associated with the brand, possibly because he sounds like he's a monster, (laughs) the guy Gax. um, No one knows at the end of Dungeons and Dragons to win, you have to beat the guy Gax. Exactly. Exactly. And Christian theology really helps or blow him. Whatever. What would my character do? <laughs> Christian theology. So it's also about that time, the mid-80s, when the Christian right goes fucking crazy <laughs> about Dungeons & Dragons. Don't let your kids play it. It's devil worship. It was it was supposed to be promoting devil worship, witchcraft, suicide, murder. They freaked out about the fact that there were naked breasts in drawings of some of the humanoids in the original AD&D manuals. That's Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Um, there were monsters like harpies and succubi that were like anatomically correct and i i remember like when i was not being into girls i was hoping someday that those tits would look amazing um (laughs) i um, like the idea of you looking longingly at the idea of tits like the (laughs) it's it's not the tits that you're longing it's the longing for the longing that's yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) exactly and also i'll suck you by right right i'll suck you gay i'll suck you straight (laughs) buys call me but but yeah so it also there have been there have been some attempts to pin like the game was blamed for some of the actions of chris pritchard who was convicted in 1990 of murdering his stepfather and uh it's been studied to figure out if any of that is even remotely true right like (laughs) psychologists have looked at this and no playing dungeons and dragons can't make you a psycho or a murderer or disappear out of your dorm or Do video games make you violent. It sounds like the same, exactly the same thing. And I guarantee that whatever is next in the universe, we're going to be asking the same shit. Virtual reality is turning us all into like bestiality pedophiles or something. Um, <laughs> is that where you like young dogs, like young animals? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of that puppy ass. Um, no, 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 no. Um, so, so yeah, what are we talking moving about? on? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, do you remember any of that in Texas? I'm sure that shit went down in Texas of like, don't let your kids play this fucking game. They're going to like kill each other and skin each other or something. Mm. Vaguely. And then, yeah, but not, but like, not really. It was like, I've, I had heard of it, you know, knew there were like jokes about that's what nerds do. Like those are kind of the, I, I I don't know. I feel like, especially with podcasts, there's been so many people that have gotten into it, and it's become more kind of accessible to to more people or something. That and they've intentionally made it more uh, inclusive, which I'll talk about a little bit about. But like, yeah, 
or the the stereotype of it is no longer oh it's just for like nerds yeah but it still has like a nerd there's still a nerd yeah. cred thing like there's nerd cred in a good way like i'm chill i play D or something which for the longest time i was more nervous about telling people i play D than i was about that i was gay wow like like, like i did not think that was going to go well um like when Glee came out and everyone was like, oh, now it's okay that I'm in uh, the Glee club. Like that's we've it's it's so nerdy that it's cool now because TV says like, yeah, it's it has that kind of vibe to me. Yep. Yep. So there is a little bit of a controversy to talk about here in the history, too, that I wanted to cover real quick, which is apparently Gary. OK, so Gary Gygax is dead. Right. But uh, his son, Ernie. Gygax, he's he's Ernest Ernie Gary Gygax Jr. And he's a Muppet that lives <laughs> on ABC <laughs> Road with a bird pal. So there is, because of a bunch of fuckery, there's still a company called TSR, even though Wizards of the Coast bought D&D. And then f- even more fuckery, there's actually two companies called TSR, and TSRA and TSRB are saying that they're not going to be involved with each other anymore because of the behavior of Ernie Gygax. Now, um, so one of the things somebody asked, like, Hey, why don't you, why don't you guys like sue each other so that you eliminate that there's two companies with basically the same purpose that have the same name. And their response was, we don't have enough money to come up with a lawsuit. (laughs) There's no, they didn't do like a PR spin on that one. They just really just stuck with the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You never yeah. see that anymore. Uh, so Ernie has been um, making the rounds, promoting his company and the stuff that they're that they're doing. And uh, he was on Sci-Fi for Me's June twenty third live from the bunker, which I think is just a YouTube channel. But uh, uh, it quickly made the rounds in the D and D world. While he was on there, he made racist remarks about Native Americans, blasted Wizards of the Coast for um, addressing D and D's history of racism, saying <laughs> saying it's a call to quote join the pack of lemmings, basically saying woke culture is ruining D and D, and suggested that his company was a, was comfortable supporting writers and artists with anti trans views. Hmm. Quote: There's a ton of artists and game designers and people that played TSR, and recently they were dissed for being old fashioned, possibly anti modern trends, and enforcing or even having the concepts of gender identity all i'm trying to do is fill the strip mine allow this fertile soil to produce more games and products again and money people people, yeah well people people picked up on that and the trans community said hey why don't you like make it clear that you don't hate trans people and he he really didn't he kind of came up came out with this half apology of how i never meant to hurt anybody but i was bullied as a kid and like that fucking changes anything about what you said (laughs) Um, and he, I guess he deactivated his Twitter over all of this. And then these, these two TSRs are like disassociating from each other. Like, is it, what does this have to do with like, sure, your dad invented this game, but why do we even fucking care about you anymore? You weirdo. Um, I hit the deactivate your Twitter is like code for me. Like, oh, this was a big deal. Turned on his Twitter. <laughs> oh, that's the scope. I now I get it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, the the founders, at least the founders family, at least the founders son has some issues. And I think the game definitely has had lots and lots of issues that they've largely tried to clean up, especially as they've gotten more successful and more corporate and more mainstream. 
which um, I don't know if I'm trying to tee you up here, Kyle. So very good. Very, <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, uh, yeah, some of the inclusivity. I, I, I read an article geek and sun on geek and by Eleanor, uh, Tremier from 2019. Uh, with just a couple examples. Yeah. And, and what I'm seeing is, is they seem to be trying to make it more inclusive, which even as like, even some of the things like, you know, the, that you and I have both said about this of like, Oh, they're, they're trying to adjust for the current cl- political climate. Well, like the current political climate is like, Hey, like us humans are here and also exist. Like, uh, so they like, you know, increase the percentage of female characters to like 20 or 30 or something percent. It's like, Oh, cool. Like, the existence of female characters like that is is this the modern political climate that we're talking yeah. about we're not even up to 50 yeah. percent, which is like what the world is anyway so like yeah so uh, you know even even as i describe things like inclusivity it's like it should I, there should be like a different way to say like instead of being super shitty before they're slightly less shitty to, to human mm-hmm. beings or, or some you know anyway um so yeah. In this article, it talked about uh, a, a main person that has been several articles mentioned is Jeremy Crawford of someone who came on board around, I think, third edition time frame, not working mm-hmm. on the rules, but doing creative stuff. Um, he is gay. Um, he has uh, intentionally tried to focus on he when he was writing one of the ventures like he was like, of course, I'm going to make this like inc- include LGBT characters in this story. That's like, um, he said, quote, all of our new adventures contain L- LGBTQ plus characters. This is true of our next adventure. And it will be true of our stories after that. The uh, 5E. So there are all these different editions that kind of update and progress the rules. Also make you buy more rule books every <laughs> time they do it. So that's useful too. But in the current edition, the edition we're on is five, fifth edition. So in the latest uh, handbook for Dungeons and Dragons, this is what it says about your character's sex. Mm. <laughs> Uh, you don't need to be confined to binary notions of sex and gender. The elf god Corallon Lorethian mm, is often seen as androgynous or hermaphroditic. We don't, it's uh, mm-hmm. intersex now. Mm-hmm. Um, and some elves in the multiverse are made in Corallon's image. You could also play a female character who presents as a man, a man who feels trapped in a female body, or a bearded female dwarf who hates being mistaken for a male. Likewise, your character's sexual orientation is for you to decide. Um, so that, yeah, that feels like they're they took a nice, healthy yeah. swing. You know, they're really yeah. they, they're really swinging for it. I I suspect uh, they can they can update and improve on that. And there there are like a million characters and stories and shit to, to talk about. So I am not going to cover the full game. So if I, um, you know, I don't know, send in your favorite story that I didn't talk about with your favorite <laughs> character of, you know, LGBTQ identity. Um, but char is a gender fluid character again, trying to point out the good and bad that they do. Um, this is in the adventure league adventurers league game called birds of a feather. Um, so th- this gender fluid character, they it's instead of saying using any pronouns, they just say the word char over and over the name char, like instead of okay. saying they or using different genders or anything and pronouns like um, so it, it's uh, 
again, like seems like they're trying to make good steps, but like maybe don't have not talked to anyone who's actually gender fluid to it's like, how oh. would you actually refer to yourself? And I, Oh, okay. I, I was, I was just going to suggest that that's a really good strategy. Like if you don't know somebody's pronouns, you can usually just go with oh. their first name and it's fine. <laughs> yes. Also, I think like, y- you're right. Maybe a gender fluid character or, or character, <laughs> adult human, <laughs> real life person. Um, uh, <laughs> I talked to them and said like, there are characters that do this. Uh, you may also use they, like you, you may like people use pronouns like more often. It, I guess it could just be that they were trying to avoid pronouns altogether in an effort because they were too nervous. Like that was my read of, uh, of that. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. They, and w- when asked about it though, this is on, on the kind of positive side. Uh, Char says uh, in, in game, when Char is asked about uh, their, gender why do so many people ask questions that do not matter i am who i am as fluid and powerful as the sea itself now if you want to know how it feels it is like wearing your favorite perfectly tailored clothes every day it was the first thing i did with the powers i gained and i've been forever comfortable hmm. and in the article it mentions like you know that's a, a really great uh positive uh affirming message so uh mm-hmm. I can tell the tell the work on it. Seems like they uh, still have uh, places to go, ways to go. Uh, yeah, and hopefully they keep doing that. Well, and gender and sexuality is you know that's sort of what they're working on now. And like they've had race problems before. Like when you make your character, you pick a race, right? And yeah. then you know, are you human? Are you dwarf? Are you an elf? Are you a gnome? Are you whatever? And um, but they're also like sub races which it's not too far of a leap to go from sub race to like white people black people mm. <laughs> brown people right and so they're these they're these uh uh like elves for instance they're the drow elves which are the evil elves and they're basically elves in blackface like <gasps> they're just it's it's like it's not okay and um so they've been working to clean up that that mess and make like racial distinctions between different subgroups as being like not something that's actually meaningful that doesn't have any impacts on gameplay whereas it used to it used to a whole bunch yeah didn't it like have like actually impact your like skills and yeah. which is like oh if you're a race like let's codify that different races are better at things yeah 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 you're black plus two to running is basically yeah. what they were doing right and like it's not yeah. cool. this is not cool yeah yeah um but uh, some of that i think is i i didn't know we were going to talk about this like it feels like when you're when your grandparents make like a, a political shift, like it better late than never or something, you know, like they, they, they're from a different time and they've evolved as time has gone on, just not as quickly as we might've wanted them to. Um, like it's also, I'm radically biased cause it's a game that I've been fucking playing for 35 years. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you can both like be happy that be critical of where it came from, be happy that they're, actually trying to work on it and it sounds like if they are you know directly hiring lgbt people you know that it's not just lip service and um and still be critical like yeah yeah all of that stuff can can happen at the same time and i feel like we have to a lot of times like feel like we have to pick between outrage and praise and we have to put them in the good or the bad category and it's just not you know that's not that's not 
you don't, we don't have to, you know, we can be great. Nuance is dead, Kyle. Tell me how to feel. No, yeah, yeah, you're, you're feel, right. just feel, <laughs> feel good. You know, if you're going to pick Mike, I would suggest good. <laughs> is it my turn? Uh, I think so. Okay. We're going to play a game. Are you ready? <laughs> is it D and T? Yep. Wait, sort of. Well, oh, I was going to say, you have to, you have to pay for Patreon. If you want to hear us play D and D. I'm going to name some stuff and you're going to tell me if it is an actual monster from the fifth edition monster <laughs> manual or a sex toy you can buy on adammail.com right now. <laughs> so I have player's handbook, mm-hmm. which is what you use to help create your character. I mm-hmm. own one of those and have looked at mm-hmm. that. I have never looked at a, uh, I've never owned or looked through a monster's manual. Except when you're like, hey, you ran into this flibberdorpadoo. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And so you show them. So you show us the picture. And it's like, oh, that's a very ugly, weird thing. Cool. You yeah. Know? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, here we go. Are you here ready? Yeah. Monster or dildo? The Colt Torpedo. Dildo. Correct. Okay. That is, that is, that is a, I don't actually think it's a dildo. I think it's a sleeve, maybe. Anyway. If it's sex toy, I should it, say monster or sex toy. Oh, can it be Colton Haynes torpedo? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, how about helmed horror? That sounds like a monster. Correct. How about wait, crystal? Wait, what is? Are you going to tell me what the monster is? The helmed horror. Yeah. Um, I I don't oh, actually know you, oh, all of these. By the no, way, no, you don't. Have to. Um, <laughs> he's he's only allowed to watch Ed Helm movies, and yeah, so right. he's been driven <laughs> mad over time. <laughs> Yeah, you and, guys have fought one of these before. It's basically uh it's a it's a it's like a an animated suit of armor. Oh, okay. Remember that okay. time? Remember that time no, when you guys like, fight? No, a- no. You can you um, leave it. Okay, but what All right, great. I miss being I mean, DM. you can Okay. You can continue asking me the question, but the answer is no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You guys fought one before. Okay. Um a long time ago. How about uh Cristalino Whipster? Ooh. I'm going to go sex toy. That is correct. It is a glass dildo. Whipster. Wow. But it has nothing to do with like anything BDSM or whippy or leathery. Hmm. Wow. Huh. How about Eric? Uh, it, it does have a flogger attached to the dildo. There. Okay. There. That's where the whipster part comes from. <laughs> How about Aarakocra? It has the word cock in it, so it has to be a monster that you're trying to get me to say sex toy. So I think monster. You mic'd me so good. Yes, it is a monster. <laughs> uh, how about honey dipper? Monster. Incorrect. It is uh, a it is a glass sex toy as well. Is it shaped like Winnie the Pooh or something? Um, I don't. <laughs> the pot of honey. You put your dick in there. Fill it with Nutella if you want to. It's fine. <laughs> okay, next. Climaximum Elate. Okay. If Climaximum is not a sex toy, I don't know what is. Sex toy. Correct. Okay. That is a if, sex toy. Okay, Mike, I have a question for you. If yes. that was a monster in D&D, what would it be? <laughs> the Climaximum Elate? Um, I, my guess would be like a gin of some kind that like it's, it's, it's power was just to grant people orgasms. And that's but like, <laughs> it would use it as a weapon. Like if you were like walking, if you were, if you were holding a sword and walking towards a, a, a creature and it pointed at you and you just started jizzing, do you think you could actually continue to ki- like attack it? 
I only attack people when I jizz. <laughs> God. Uh, I only have three more. Uh, deep gnome. I mean, I'll just go monster because, yeah. Correct. Those are evil race of gnomes. Oh. Um, how about Zayden? Z-A-Y-D-E-N. Whoever he is, he sounds hot. <laughs> He's a rich kid in the upper west side in new york his parents didn't really care about him his nanny raised him and now he's just like sexy and looking to explore his body um uh but sure Uh, so i'm gonna just go sex toy (laughs) correct it is a sex toy it's short for zayden the perfect muscle butt and it is (laughs) basically it's sex doll but just the ass part oh so i could have my backstory and eat it too (laughs) exactly and last but not least, purple worm. Ooh, I that the image of putting a, something called worm in your butt is really grossing <laughs> me out. So I'm going to hope it's a monster. It is. It is a yogurt spitting monster. Um, <laughs> I didn't know until the very last word which way that was going. <laughs> no, it's, it doesn't spit yogurt as far as I know. Mine would if I were the DM, though. So uh, <laughs> enjoy. Anyway, that's 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 the game monster or sex toy. <laughs> I love that game. I really want to come up with the monster version of sex toys <laughs> and in like a, a monster manual called like, oh. I don't know the the monster hand man wait what would like what would like the special ability of of zayden the perfect muscle butt be uh his crushing <laughs> the ability to crush you between his thighs <laughs> he's got yeah. like flurry of blows but with thighs <laughs> <laughs> instant cast crush me daddy <laughs> great i love it yeah um like the Cumsters manual, the Monsters oh. um, hand spankual. I don't know. Okay, um, <laughs> let me <laughs> let me talk about uh, LGBT representation in D and D podcasts. Okay, do you listen to D and D podcasts? I have listened to the Adventure Zone, um, like a, like older stuff. I used to listen like every day, and then I just stopped, and I didn't mean to because I still really love it. And then I intended to catch up, and then I felt like I couldn't because it was too much. You know how it goes. Like yeah. when people like listen to our entire back catalog, I'm like, girl, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I could not do that for a podcast I loved. Oh, I do that. See, like I say the same thing, but then I'm like, oh, if I told someone who created the show I listen to. I've like in my mind actually f- actively thought I need to stop doing this because if I told one of the creators I listened to all of your show and they said what's wrong with you then I would feel very bad <laughs> oh. and I do I do that like I I have a show that I pick and then I just listen to that one only and then I get caught up and I get very sad and then I th- pick the next one and then oh. get caught up. Um, oh um i've heard like an episode of drunks and dragons uh and i went to a life taping of not another D podcast which that you hadn't heard before right you just correct i just showed the... up because there was a ticket and they had beer at that location <laughs> ticket and beer and mike is there <laughs> keep that Kevin in mind Henderson, if you want to set your wedding tickets and beer <laughs> that's all it takes or zayden if you want to what was the yeah. was that thing's name <laughs> Zayden, the perfect Zayden, muscle okay. butt. Um, 
Uh, what, what did you think of the live show? I, I actively listened to that, just fully caught up on it. Like I have been like binging that hard and I'm all caught up. But what did you think of the live show? I think one of them is hot. Yeah. And, and that was distracting. They were also very funny. I, but I also, I was also sad because they were redoing an encounter that their characters had already done before. Mm. And the audience clearly knew what was happening. So every time mm. they did something different, it wasn't funny to me. I had no context, but everybody was very entertained. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, I, I don't like the live shows of D&D podcasts because usually they're just like, non-canonical or yeah some kind of fun side quest or whatever and like i don't i don't know i i want to listen to like my main quest um well i also don't know how they're made right like the the talking about the rules and the rolling the dice part is pretty boring i'm pretty sure you would edit that out before you like released a show but if you're live and you're playing D live you've got to like do that shit too the bookkeeping stuff that's not fun i uh, i think Oh, yes. Or other people like in their DMs Deming style may just make up something on the spot. And so I don't think they do as much. I'm going to open up the book and look it up. I think they just say, here's what we're doing, you know? Sure. So, yeah. um, uh, yeah. Like if, if I were like playing for a show, I, like I would not, if there was a question about what happens, if no one knew, unless it was like huge, this decides whether you kill the big evil thing and win and live and get the girl mm -hmm. or like, you know, unless it was that, I'd probably just be like, ah, like eh, we'll make up like it's a, this check and we'll, you know, that's, that'll yeah. be fine. Um, yeah. so, uh, yeah, there's, uh, the adventure zone is one of the, one, the first one I listened to. You actually introduced me to my brother, my brother and me, um, mm -hmm. which is the show that, uh, um, three brothers do one of like biggest podcasts on the internet. Um, and the adventure zone is their D and D podcast. They did also probably the biggest D and D podcast, uh, there is. And they struggled with at first fall accidentally falling into some of the LGBT tropes that we're, we're kind of used to and know, but we're new to them. <laughs> um, and yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's, it's three straight dudes and their dad, right? It was yeah. White straight dudes. Right. Yeah. And I, I think they've, they've tried to be self-aware, but even, even if you're trying, you're going to fuck it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the very first, um, I think this was the first LGBT representation was Hurley and Sloan, a lesbian couple. And, uh, one of them died, uh, trying to protect the other. So it's like, supposed to be a sweet moment but like also uh barrier gaze is a trope that often finds uh queer people dying at the end of movies or tv shows yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so they uh hey kyle oh hey mike fuck mary kill the mcelroy brothers <laughs> mary griffin yeah he's the best <laughs> oh man am i gonna fuck travis i know poor justin i want it i want it he's he's like so entertaining but he he seems like he'd be a very good friend <laughs> and that's not one of the options you have presented to me um sorry back, back, back to the adventure zone back to the well i mean after the season of graduation if you ask the internet, everyone would have wanted to kill travis and a lot of mm. us and this is the gayest thing about me like during during covid or, or during like the entire like they have an arc called graduation everyone just 
fucking hated it. And I joined the subreddits of people shit talking him. And I would go to those, like I was just subscribed. I would read every time they posted, like here's like on the episode, whenever an episode comes up on the subreddit, they post the episode and everyone just shit talks how bad it is. And I would just read that like, I was being tested on it the next day. I would go to, I went back through all the Twitter posts where they post the episode and read everyone talking shit. I was just like in this world of like everyone being like really hating it. And there, (laughs) there was, um, there was a value an actual value in that for me of like trying to remember that like they are making, they are making the biggest D and D podcast and the most popular podcast they are some of the biggest podcasters out there and they're making someone that so many people just hate and yeah <laughs> like and that's just how shit goes you know like trying to trying to remember that was very useful to me but also i was like you know the 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 gay that want to be on, on all the gossip and, and shit talking that was happening yeah, yeah. then it got very <laughs> toxic and and personal which i disliked and stopped but mm. that's like not- towards them yeah 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 like oh god there's like weird shit like parasocial relationship even people that like them have this weird parasocial relationship where they start like using like you'll see on the main subreddit like people will be using their their nicknames to describe them like oh yeah juice talked about this thing and it's like you don't know him that's his brother's nickname that you know of from the show but like yeah there's like mm. a weird kind of weird relationship people have with them and yeah uh anyway taco uh is the name t-a-a-k-o is the name of character justin the guy we just killed (laughs) um uh played and he (laughs) uh uh, was a gay character and ended up falling in love with the grim reaper named kravitz um (laughs) which i thought was really cool that like i want i want a interesting gay character that falls in love with the grim reaper like that's cool it's interesting because there were some kind of stereotypes he used in this character, like very well dressed a little bit, like didn't want to get his hands dirty, you know, like Truman Capote. Did he? (laughs) Oh, really? I don't remember that part. His ridiculous voice. My name's taco. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Now that you do that, that's a good taco. Thank Um, you. And it's interesting because he was like a, he was still a fully realized character. He like that. He did the important things of, he had depth, he had intrigue, he did shit. He wasn't just like, so I don't know. I, I think it's hard. Uh, like how you can't just make a character completely devoid of any gay stereotypes. And that's not even like how any of us exist in the world. Like we all have stereotypes that we absolutely live up to. So a character will have some of those things and I think if a gay person had played that, I might have given him more uh, leeway to do those. Mostly uh, the character of Taco has been well liked and well received. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, there were like little things that I just noticed. And I don't know. It, yeah, it's hard. Like when literally the I would have judged it different if a gay person was doing that versus a straight person. Yeah. But is that OK? Like, you know, how, I don't know. I don't know. Should Eddie Redmayne have played that trans woman? I I don't know. Well, okay. Here's what's different. Um, Or this is one of the, one of the questions. I mean, part of their shtick is they are three brothers. So unless like, and their dad, and that's like their kind of thing. So unless they get a new brother (laughs) or 
individually make some major life decisions about themselves that they weren't prepared for. Like this yeah. is kind of who they are. They could bring on someone else and they have like to like guest and stuff, but like, I don't know. That's kind of your stick. So it's kind of weird to, I don't know. It, it's a very weird, unique place. And yeah, for sure. it's also very, so if you have four white dudes, straight white dudes that are cis straight white dudes that are creating characters, the message shouldn't be just make them all cis straight white sure. character or cis straight characters. Like that shouldn't be the thing. So I think they're doing the right things of trying it out, messing up, saying that they did it, creating new characters, doing it better. Yeah. That gets kind of crazy, right? Like what parts are okay to change? Like we certainly don't ask everybody to play a human because there are other player playable races that aren't, that aren't human. So then once you open the door to like, you can be something other than what you are in real life. What are the what are the what are the guardrails there? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, and I think <clears throat> when you're a like major podcast like them, I think it it is a disservice to like the the opposite is even worse of like not being at all inclusive and just having a bunch of straight dudes like walking around like that's not like to be inclusive. They would have to then play characters that are not uh, that they're gonna have to go on a limb on and. They can do that in a way by, um, what was it? Which one? I have way too much information here to talk, talk about it. But like, um, mm. uh, one of the, oh, uh, Dimension 20, uh, which is not a podcast I listen to, but um, they have paid queer consultants um, that they include because they're big enough to pay, like at a certain level, you're big enough to pay to make that shit happen. And actually, and- Should we put patreon money towards hiring a straight consultant oh my god <laughs> can we hire like a just a, like a sexy straight assistant to like can we call him zayden the perfect muscle uh, <laughs> can he be very one dimension like or two dimensional and not have any personality just like just gay characters have been treated two butt cheeks <laughs> <laughs> put my head between those two dimensions yeah. <laughs> um i thought you were gonna <laughs> well yeah <laughs> yes yes my answer is yes we should absolutely mm-hmm. do that um mm-hmm. there's also the issue of like these podcasts are non-scripted so unlike eddie redmayne playing a character where they can actively go out p- plan it find the right character um, or, or find the right actor for that character and like whatever like they 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 took this bit like production budget and time and effort and and they knew what they were doing and put it put their money towards assist dude you know like yeah versus yeah. developing up a character and it evolves over time and yeah they they are now big enough that they could probably pay i don't know if they do or not pay consultants to to do this shit yeah, it's a weird intersection. You're super right, right? Like, like yeah. you're because you're you're not only acting, but you're also writing as you're doing it, right? Yeah. Like, and that's, I mean, I, I was thinking like that's almost more dangerous because I think that leads to the ability of like your natural inherent in, inherent blind spots to come out. Yeah, that you don't know because you don't have the time to sit and think like, oh, is this? Hold on, let me think. Is this a problematic thing for that my character would say, or what should they wear? Or I didn't, you know, I they didn't know that characters like gay characters always died like that. You know, there's, uh, I think it could be a little bit riskier <laughs> to to do it all improv. Yep, yep. Um, so one of the articles I read mentioned like also how much leeway should we give them because in D and D characters die 
Lots of characters die. It's different than in a movie, in a love story where, you know, at the end, you know, the gay single dude, a single man's himself, like, or, you know, like D and D is a different world. And so a character's death during combat, like it might be a little bit more commonplace. So how do you, yeah, there's a lot to reconcile there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in their podcast loop was a, uh, trans, uh, character that had a actual relationship with a person. Um, her transness was, uh, not the focus. Sir Fitzroy Maplecourt Knight and absentia of the realm of good castle was asexual. Uh, and that's one that like Griffin evolved, like decided over time, like kind of evolved into that decision, which again, like that's the, the improv sort that you like learn about the characters you play them. And, um, and it's interesting how little, just how little asexual representation there is. Like mm-hmm. this was everything I read was very positive for um, having an, an, an ace character. Yeah. An overtly ace character, right? Like there are a lot of NPCs or like, like, you know, um, in movies, I guess they would be, uh, what's that called? Uh, secondary. The, no, not the, the, the randos on the street are the extras. No. Oh. But like they don't have a story at all, yeah. ace or otherwise, yeah. right? But so to have an actual like overt, I don't want to bone character is pretty yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. There are we a uh, friend of the show. Uh, he's been on once, Matt Bomb, um, who was in episode one hundred and three. Gamers uh, has a DD podcast that originally was called Dungeons and Drag Queens, um, currently called Queens of Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, probably one of the biggest. Uh, queer D&D podcasts. Um, I listen to Queer Dungeoneers, uh, which is a, a, a smaller kind of outfit. Um, they are Australian, so you get that to look forward to. Um, it's not D&D. Mm-hmm. It's um, the uh, whatever 2D6 kind of dice system that um, but I think still does really well. Their their tagline is, it is about being who you are by being someone different, um, <laughs> which I love. My favorite one is Dungeons and Daddies, which has very little um, LGBT representation. One of the NPCs uh, is is gay, uh, and there's it's not like being gay is not the focus of it. He, they're the only ones I actually emailed them to ask if they wanted to talk about straight people and representing gay characters, and they, huh. they didn't respond. Well, probably too big for us, but uh, not another D and D podcast. This took a little bit of work. I did like. Uh, that is the the live show you saw, the one that I've just binged the whole thing on. Um, and <laughs> I found on the internet that Emily Axford, one of the people on that show, has said in one of their like Patreon or bonus episodes that she is attracted to women. So unconfirmed what her what that um, she's and she's in a relationship with the the DM of the group. So bi pan queer something you know she's she's something um and uh (laughs) but that's not like she's not like super out and all of her characters though like have uh, often have uh at least uh interest in a woman um so (laughs) or if not you know outright bisexual so (laughs) um yeah so that's some of the uh is there anything oh one thing I should say about the Avengers Zone that they have not been good at is they had an entire um, kind of white savior episode arc on graduation. There were like a couple episodes where like students from university went out to this other, these two warring tribes and oh, like with little information about, you know, like 
went to class for like, hey, here's what they're fighting about. And then like had to bring these two tribes together to help them resolve their differences. <laughs> and like, that's one that um, they have not addressed. Like people have, at least that I've seen, they've not written in. So it's it's interesting. We're talking about like, I feel like we can be good kind of judges of LGBT representation, but there's entire things that we need to think about. And, you know, I might not have thought about it had people not written about it. So like everyone's got to be chill with everyone. Be chill, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Do you, do you want to do anything now? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, the, the the only other, the, the last thing that I had was just like the, I forget if I've talked about it on the show before or not. The sob story of all of my childhood D and D stuff. Oh, have I, have I have I told you this? Oh, you know this? No, I don't think so. I mean, I had an original red box set. Like they, uh, Wizards of the Coast has done a red box set like recently, but I had one of the ones that was like from the eighties, and that was like the little kit that got you like the very first like shit that you needed to play. It was like the player's manual and a set of dice and like a character sheet and um and use that and then throughout the years like bought a bunch of ad and d stuff advanced dungeons and dragons um bought all of the books for third edition when third edition came out which i'm trying to remember when that was but uh uh then um you know played all through middle school with like the neighbor kids and um about about the time like I graduated from high school, sort of just like boxed it all up and I don't know, moved on. And, uh, my, my ex-wife threw it all away. I'm, I'm still really, really mad at her. Like we were moving from Spokane to Seattle. So it was 2003 and I still had all of this stuff like tucked away in a, in a, in a box that like she refused to put on the truck. I was like, here's here's this last box. We're putting it on the truck. And she's like, no, the dumpster's right there. And like, oh my goodness. I was, when I look back at that time in my life and I think about all the fucked up decisions that I was making and all of the emotional baggage that I have from that whole time, there's so much shit that I can't believe I fucking rolled over on when it came to her and our relationship. Like I was so desperate to keep on her good side and be the straight husband that she needed me to be that I wanted to be because I didn't want to be gay. Anyway, it just breaks my heart. I threw away probably, I don't know, five or $600 worth of Dungeons and Dragons shit all because she's just a terrible person. <laughs> do you remember like, what, what do you think she would have done if you had said like, no, I'm keeping it like what? I'm... I don't know. Because I never stood up to her about anything Uh, like I have, except for leaving her, which that did not go well. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of screaming and slamming of doors and throwing of shit. So I know she's capable of that. Um, It seems worth just like calling out because I've experienced this. A lot of people experience being with someone who doesn't support your interests and in some cases actively pushes you away from your interests or your friends or, or things like that. If you're with someone, they don't have to be interested in the same things as you, but they should at least give you the space to be interested in them. And if they don't, 
that's a huge red flag and that person is garbage and you should get away from them. Yeah. It, any time or energy that I put into, into any, anything that wasn't her, I was taking time and energy away from her. And it was very transactional with her. That's how she operated. Like all of my bandwidth had to be dedicated to her. It was demanded at all times. And um, that was working for me in a fucked up dysfunctional way for where I was in my, my development. And don't don't be with that person everybody <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. no I th- dan i think you're you're super right about like what the if if your happiness if they if they're willing to literally put in the trash your happiness like that's not a person that loves you in a way that is useful to you or or supportive of you I I absolutely understand the reflection now back on, you know, oh, I can't believe I did that. Like, um, but it's interesting knowing that like you weren't in a place you couldn't, it sounds like you were not ready to make a different decision. You couldn't have made a different decision. Like Hmm. you can't insert all the knowledge you now have into that brain and, and tell it what to do because you had to go through it to, to get to a place where now, you know, what to what and how to stand up for yourself in that way. Yes, you are right. <laughs> well, that's been gayish, everybody. <laughs> I wish I, I almost wish that my coming out had been hard because then it would have justified all of that shit. Like the fact that like I got zero negative reactions from anybody in my life except for her. <laughs> Uh, meant I was all like bundled up in knots over nothing. It was, and so I, I, and I'm not trying to detract from what you said because you're absolutely right that that person. That's where we really needed to land, right? Okay, (laughs) let's remind everyone how right I was. Was just doing what he could to make it through his life and wasn't in a place to do anything different. And I am that person. And he's very disappointing sometimes. Oh, God. Wow. Um, (laughs) Mike, it was hard because it was hard. You're saying it shouldn't have been hard, but it was. And so it was. Like, other people's reactions doesn't mean it wasn't hard for you. And you, I think, okay, I think that the pressure that society puts us we often discount to such an extreme level you did not create the idea that being gay was bad that did not come from little baby mike that popped out of his mom's currently probably hairy infected vagina (laughs) like that was replaced and reinforced in your head over a point of time that it was hard and people's reaction to it is great and supportive but that doesn't mean it wasn't hard for you and you got those ideas somewhere and and you you overcame that whatever it was it you did not invent those things you did not invent a struggle for struggle's sake you legitimately went through something hard and you and don't take the difficulty away from yourself and try to 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 change history and and make it feel like you should have done something different it was hard <laughs> because yeah. you told me it was hard <laughs> like yeah yeah And that's why my character, that's the backstory for my character. His name is Guantanamo Joe. And (laughs) (laughs) he went through, he's going to be Mike, but in the form of a human fighter. Yep. Yep. (laughs) 
Um, Going to get married to a redhead, right? And- <laughs> a red dragon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Be careful. Known for breathing fire. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I I was just going to mention some of the characters. You you were the one that introduced me to this. I, I'm sure we mentioned this like on episode you know negative fourteen or whatever. But like yeah. you were the one that introduced me to D and D when I broke up with my. Um, I'm sorry. Were you done being sad? I'm going to be sad. Yeah. You- no. I, so oh, okay. <laughs> I I was I was trying to figure out a segue because there's the whole thing of like, I, I, am I moving on? If I'm am I moving the conversation on to like get out of the uncomfortableness oh. or like is it actually over? And then how do I get to the thing that I know that we also want to talk about, which oh. is what you're going into here your 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 story, your character you're playing now, and when you got started with D and D and all of that. No, we can keep um, being sad about you for a little bit. Were, were we playing D and D before we started the podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Great. It feels like we've been doing gayish for 111 years now. So that's what like old married couples say to each other. Like when they're talking about how much they hate each other, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. I guess <laughs> um, I, th- I think we should get separate bedrooms so that like your snoring doesn't keep me up at night. And... <laughs> okay. That's well, that's real. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is real. I found a file on my phone. That's called Kyle snoring. Cause when we were in Portland, I was so pissed at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Back, 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 back. This is why we get separate rooms when we travel now. (laughs) And so we can have sex. Well, that and so I can just sleep. Um, (laughs) you, uh, I, I was friends with you. I had just, um, uh, broken up with my boyfriend at the time and Jay Z, Jay Z. Um, and it was one of those things where I was like, I don't, have a lot of friends or people in my life. It was like, it was one of those, like all of a sudden there's this emptiness, both rectally and mentally uh, yeah. in, the, in the, in the anus of my mind. And I was, <laughs> and I was like, like, Oh God, like, do I, am I friends with people? Do I have things to do? What am I going to do tonight? Like I, I just, it was this, yeah. it was this, he had, he was my first big relationship. And so like, was everything and he was the more social one and so like i don't know it was it was just this big like oh god (laughs) what now um and so yeah you uh brought me into the DD group you had where i knew one of the people already but um at the time it was you trevor a person i met once and um and a couple new people and uh yeah, that's been turned into now like my core group of friends, which I, you know, you're the you're the reason I am am friends with any of those people. Um, so I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. It does bring people together, which is like that's one of the that's one of the rebuttals to like all these Christian parents freaking the fuck out. Mm. Is like, how about like your kids are inside? They're not doing drugs or burning down the, the mall. Like, well, I mean. Sometimes drugs, you know, we're not, you know, we don't not do drugs when we play D and D. If that's what you're saying, but I like, just, yeah, marijuana yeah. is legal in this state, sure, <clears throat> um, and always was, um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but but yeah, I, I don't. Th- this isn't necessarily part of what you were saying, but like, I that group started because of my ex husband, and there's definitely like, even still, sometimes feelings about that right like 
I got all of you in the divorce because that was the right answer. But also like there's an origin story there where like Trevor doesn't start working at the fry and Trevor doesn't meet Carly and Trevor and doesn't like solidify that friendship and then have us hang out with Matt. And then we start this game and then like that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a thing. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to be said for like, being grateful that for him for things that happened like he brought this group came together for some mm-hmm. of those reasons but also then we all independently like you know it's not like then we were forced upon you and like like we all we all had our own decisions to make and we all you know we all did what we want to do so it's yeah 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 um well my very first character was rokai um he was oh, yeah a, he was a tiefling mm-hmm. i don't remember any more about anything about him <laughs> um we were playing fourth edition then uh, and at this time didn't know what that meant <laughs> um yeah. um my next one that's uh, that i've been playing for the longest how long did i play thur thur is a uh barbarian um but yes he four years or i don't know something long time six years i think Ooh. um and it was a very long time and i just wanted to be a dumb straight dude i i intentionally went for the stereotypes in this yeah. case because i could stay you know you're allowed to stereotype up not down i think is the um mm-hmm. and he just he just fucked and he was dumb and he hit shit and that was a lot of fun and now i'm playing a doctor which is a non-binary character and mm-hmm. and uh doctor is a fuck what is doctor uh, a dwarf dwarf i almost said gnome a dwarf that a paladin uh mm-hmm. dwarf but I, th- I think one of the cool things uh, at first you know when when we were talking about like podcasts and and representation and and playing other characters there's a there is a little bit of a like oh you're playing you're a straight dude playing a gay character i think but putting the podcast part of it aside i think it's really good and healthy for people to be able to play other characters because like that may give them access to trying out things in a way that they may not be able to try out in everyday life there's a a fantasy element there's a safety to it there's a fiction part that but it's but you're pretending to be that character and doing shit that um i think uh, realizing the ability for people to explore in that space in a in a really cool interesting unique way that like uh, there's nothing else that i can compare to dungeons and dragons you know improv we said that sure but like i don't know yeah there's nothing uh, barely you know i don't know so yeah, like yeah. the ability to explore that is is very cool um and unique and i think yeah yeah absolutely and there's a it's also just fun like it's fun to see your friends on a regular cadence and like get together and do a thing together and um we're all we're, we're all being different people while we're playing the game and that's mm-hmm. that's it's fun to like get to know each other on a different level than real life and um it's go play D D, everybody and worship satan <laughs> how how do you find a D group do you know this i have no idea i was just lucky uh, well sometimes it just means coming out of the closet and letting people know mm. that you are interested in playing D. and 
Um, but there are resources online also. D&D Beyond is uh, a website that Wizards of the Coast has that's like a resource for Dungeons and Dragons. You can make a character on there that has like, if you want to pay them money, you can get like access to the rule books and, and, and stuff like that in digital form. But uh, I believe they have a, they used to, they probably still do have a, like a matching process and mm, like um, Tinder for D&D. Yeah. Yeah, but and uh, a lot of that's for like online games, so you can play like over over a webcam on like Roll Twenty or one of those other kinds of services. Um, and then there's actually there's also a a board game shop here in Ballard that has D and D events where they let people bring their character sheet and sit down at a table of strangers and play. Um, oh, that's terrifying! It's terrifying, yeah. But people do it. Um, but uh, I would recommend every- like knowing that there's everyone else there is also terrified and just walking in with character sheets. And, but you all have the same goal of sit down and play D and D that's like, that's a nice venue to, to be able to do that. Yes, exactly. And, um, but I, I would recommend just like, you, you know, you have, you have, you have nerd friends or friends you suspect secretly are nerds. Yeah, and look, just... look around, find your friend who's wearing glasses Find your friend that actively tells you what book they recently read. Find yep. your friend that uh, whose TV broke and didn't replace it right away. I'm trying to ask how to like spot potential D and D fans. Yeah, they also they're into at least one weird craft, like they knit mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. they make their own pickles yeah. or like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they tuck their shirt in. <laughs> so many ways. Uh, or they're gay. Lots of gay people play D anD D, and I think a lot of that is just rooted in like being gay is hard. I want to be somebody else for a while. <laughs> That's man. Thor could just hit on the ladies and fuck. You know <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, we also in our Discord have a uh, Dungeons and Dragons channel if you want to join and and ask other people for help uh yeah yeah um do you have anything else to say about D? Mm. i mean lots of things to say about D, but i think we've talked for a long time already yeah there'll be a D part three maybe i do want to say for anybody that uh where D feels uh uh overwhelming or they've never played before or like it sounds like that maybe they have some interest but they're it it sounds like a lot and some of the weird jargon that you guys have used went way over their heads like it did might me um (laughs) i'm gonna be playing in this patreon game and i don't know what the fuck i'm doing um i'm trying to build a character right now and it's a little confusing but also fun and um our dm chris assured me that if i'm not having fun that we're doing something wrong and it's all about having fun uh so apparently i'm doing something wrong already (laughs) (laughs) because the math has been really frustrating like trying to understand the math but um mike and chris and kyle have all been really supportive and so um i'm hoping that my participation in this this little uh, this little short campaign that we're doing for Patreon. Uh, hopefully I can represent those people that are new to it and anybody that's interested, what can kind of experience the newness through me and um, maybe I'll make it seem fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I hope. So yeah, we'll find out. We have not, we're not time caving right now. We mm-hmm. have not, we, it, we tomorrow night we meet for the first time. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, uh, it'll be hopefully accessible to new people because a new person is at the table there playing. Yeah. So I'm going to be actively trying to ask questions when people use weird phrases like 2D6 or um, HP or con or I'm going to be that guy as I was with uh, World of Warcraft. So, okay, okay, okay. Everybody I'm not going to be intentionally stupid like I am with World of Warcraft, though. Everybody, everybody, everybody can listen for this. It is going to be so hard for me to let Chris answer the questions. <laughs> <laughs> like I was a DM for many, many, many years, and I want to be helpful. Where those things intersect is somebody asking a question I know the answer to about D and D. Oh my god! Okay. Anyway, <laughs> listen to see if that happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's roll initiative. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> Woo, we're back. Uh, we're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on all social media. media-, media- at Gash Podcast, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, download the Discord if you're on the go to the Dungeon Dragons channel. Yeah. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Uh, a few programming notes for you. So, uh, speaking of World of Warcraft, if you are interested in playing World of Warcraft with us, the guild night has moved. It's now Mondays instead of Wednesdays. So if that's more convenient for you and now you want to hang out, that's when you should do it. We talk on our Discord and we do stuff and it's fun. Um, (laughs) so roll an alliance character on Thunderlord and come join us on Monday nights. It's fun. Also, tonight, tonight, the night this airs, Tonight, Kyle, December the 2nd, Thursday, December the 2nd, at 6 p.m. Pacific, we are doing For Attention, which is a intimate look at self-harm and suicide in the LGBTQ plus community. And we're going to have an awesome panel of speakers, including Pangina Heels, who is a, a judge on, on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Thailand, and Brock McGillis, who's the hot hockey player that we talked to on the Jocks episode. We're going to talk to all kinds of people. And then we're going to screen Kyle's documentary called For Attention. And uh, then we're going to do Q&A stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, if you're if you are a listen when this comes out right away, then th- th- that option is still available for you. We, um, If not, we are going to be posting. I- I'll post the um, documentary at some point on the Internet after that. But, um, yeah, hopefully this will be interesting and helpful. I just I uh, I always see numbers posted about self-harm and like the Trevor project number numbers that get posted a lot. Um, and it's harder to find actual individuals talking about what it's like. So hopefully this yeah. is a useful and a more personal look at self-harm and suicide. Yeah. Uh, secret Santa. If you're doing secret Santa, uh, the gay secret Santa thing, um, then boy, get your order, get your, or gift order buy your order gift on the internet so it arrives in time for your secret santa mm-hmm. do it although i opened mine accidentally 
because you just got like a box and you're like oh i got a box is that because that's boxes what i did all the time like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. same um uh, gason stratus yeah let's do our gason stratus do you want me to go first sure okay the straightest thing about me this week I got the oil changed in the Jeep, and the conversation I had with mm-hmm. the oil dude was pretty fucking butch. The oil dude. Yep. But the gayest thing about me this week is every single upcharge he tried to give me. I was just like, yeah, I don't know what that is. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Engine flush, wiper blades, oil filter, everything. I, yes, just just do it. Yes, all the things. I because I don't you I don't want to do it. <laughs> I feel like I'd be the opposite. I'd say no, assuming they're trying to screw me like out of something, and then like later they'd be like, no, no, no. The like engine repair we need to do is to fix it so your car runs, and I'd be like, no, I don't want that. I'm push- but, I'm pushing it. So everything that they said that was like under twenty five dollars, then mm. I was like, yeah, sure, you know, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. like you know. If if they were like we want to do this four hundred dollar transponder realignment <laughs> and uh, then I, that would be like maybe I no I need to but, go to my therapist and get my transponders realigned it's been a while yeah you do <laughs> um, <laughs> how about you my gayest is that I currently have some pink hair ooh oh yeah you do I couldn't um, see it the way that's lit um. <laughs> the dark corner in my place that I sit so it doesn't echo. Yeah. yeah. Um, my hair is like the front of it at least is uh, dyed pink because I just got a haircut. The straightest thing about me is that it was my hairstylist idea and not mine. She was like, do, she dyed my hair for pride at her suggestion. And then later she's like, do you want to get more colors? And I was like, okay. She's like, maybe like purple or pink. And I was like, okay. And she's like, no, you have to pick what, which one do you want? And I was like, oh, okay, I guess pink. But like, this was all her idea. So yeah. Thanks, Tiffany. That's awesome. Thanks, Tiffany. No gay straightest from a listener this week. Fuck them. But yeah. <laughs> Be gay straighter in your own time. Uh, I would like to thank the following amazing Super Gap Bridgers, Josh Copeland, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, Anonymous, James Barrow, Explosive Lasagna, Christopher Farrell, Jamie Pugh, Kevin Henderson, Tipsy McStumbles, Donald, Linsky, Thomas B. Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Kajatorian, Jerome York, and Cian and Javi. Thanks, you guys. Thanks. We appreciate it. That's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Ketchatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. What the fuck does roll initiative mean? <gasps> Jesus, I'm screwed. <laughs>